Yo, we're back. Hope you guys had an awesome Valentine's Day. I opted not to go out. Uh, actually, I tried to go out, but things didn't work out. Let me give you a little backstory. I always make like these really cool reservations in Disneyland and you have to do or you don't have to uh, you can do reservations up to 60 days in advance so at some point in December I always make reservations on Valentine's Day and this year I messed up and I totally forgot it like slipped my mind because it like opens up at like six in the morning and I'm up early anyways but I was just like busy and I totally forgot and when I went to go make reservations everything for a reasonable time slot were taken so I was like shit I guess I'm gonna have to readjust and do something else but it turns out this year Capcom they were releasing Street Fighter 5 Championship Edition so I figured oh cool we'll uh, do kind of a throwback to like one of my earlier years in Orange County I I bought UFC I think it was UFC 2 that came out on like a, on a Valentine's Day and we had like a stream and did cool stuff so that was the plan for this year I had a couple podcasts to record and I figured I'd do a cool Street Fighter 5 stream but it turns out the net code is still trash and it's true all the negative stuff that I've seen online because I, I haven't played online in a while I thought people were just exaggerating and just being like over the top about it. But sure enough, I log in and the net code's really that bad. So hopefully Capcom will fix that soon so I can actually enjoy the game online. But Valentine's Day was fun. I dropped the podcast with Emily. That was awesome. Thank you guys for supporting that. It's cool to be able to check in with her once a year, even though we're her friends on social media and we still talk but it's cool to be able to check in and just have a long-form conversation with her and just catch up and see what she's up to but another big thing to happen on valentine's day choice to make i'm a huge supporter of that band and you would know that if you follow me on social media i love choice to make great band they dropped their new EP, Vicious Existence, on Flatspot Records. I was really excited for this new release. I'm really happy with all the songs on the record. I think right now, 59 is my favorite track off that. And I really wanted to show support and have somebody from the band on. So I reached out to Caleb, the guitar player, and he was gracious enough to donate some time and come on and talk to me about the new record and just a bunch of other stuff and it was really fun i love that band love talking to caleb and if you haven't yet please go stream or go purchase the new choice to make ep vicious existence they would gre greatly appreciate that and i would greatly appreciate that for you guys to show them support they have some awesome shows coming up and i'll be posting about all that when this episode drops so please without further ado welcome caleb to the podcast
live. Welcome to the podcast, Caleb. Yo, what's up, dude? Yo, okay, I, I'm just real curious. Do you spell your name with a C or a K? Uh, C, but a bunch of my friends call me Kalu, which is with a K, so... I okay. mean, I don't know. Whatever okay. way. Because I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I could have sworn it was with a C. And then I texted Nate. And then he spelled your name with a K. So I started it's... spelling your name with a K. And I'm like, wait, was I wrong the whole time? So I Wow, like, Nate doesn't know how to spell my name, dude. Thought uh, we were homies. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, why do people call you Kalu? Oh, uh, it's kind of a funny story or a lame story, depending on who you are. But uh, I was at a White Castle in Allentown, like an hour away from here for a show. Okay. And uh, the show wasn't at White Castle. We were at White Castle before the show. But um, they ask you your name there and they call your name when your food's ready. And I had to tell the lady my name like 10 times and she never got it. So she just called me Kalu and put it on the receipt. My friends thought it was so funny that they just started calling me that. So that, that's about it. <laughs> and that leads over into your Instagram name. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of stuck with like my close friends and stuff. They just started calling me that. So I kind of embraced it. Started okay. putting on like my posters and shit that I do. So uh, speaking of uh, White Castle, today's uh valentine's day um but this oh, episode yeah. will be going up a couple of days later but the oh, day cool. the day we're recording this it's valentine's day did you know that white castle um for valentine's day they like switch over and like you can make reservations wait seriously yeah yeah i i i, I heard <laughs> take it your on, valentine date yeah I, I heard it on a podcast this morning and i i didn't believe it and then i i looked it up and i'm like yeah it's, it's the real deal you can go out they dress up the restaurant like super like valentine's day themed and trying to make it like it's as lovely <laughs> as possible yo props props to everyone involved in that because that is a move to bring your valentine's date to a uh, white castle yeah it, <laughs> that's you know, crazy. It, honestly i've never been to white castle Dude, um, their impossible sliders are really good. They're kind of expensive. Okay. But uh, I I fuck with it. Like whenever I'm around, but like it's not one of those things where it's worth like making a crazy trip for it. It's just like if it's there, it's worth trying, you know. So you wouldn't go <clears throat> on a adventure like Harold and Kumar. No, I love that movie. But the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, dude, like any of the places you've driven past would have been just as good. <laughs> like just as good to eat at yeah i don't know but that's just me i think the closest white castle to me is in las vegas oh word yeah i didn't know if it was an east coast thing or not actually it is it's not out here oh but oh so like the only one on the west coast is like las vegas yeah to my knowledge that's pretty cool though yeah that's like a four-hour drive yeah, I mean, definitely not worth the four-hour drive, but mm. if you're in Vegas anyway, I mean, why not, you know? I mean, the only places I've ever really seen White Castle, to be honest, is, like, Allentown, which is, like, right between Scranton and Wilkes-Barre and Philly, and mm. anywhere in New Jersey. So that's... I didn't even know it existed outside of those two places. Okay. <clears throat> that's kind of funny. Yeah. 
Like yeah. I've had like uh they do like the frozen White Castle burgers, which Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I've had and people told me that if I've tried those, like it's very similar to the real thing. Really? Dude, that sounds kind of gross. I mean microwave food in general is I'm sketched out by I like avoid using a microwave at all costs kind of. Yeah, it, it's strange how that stuff all kind of cooks uh, cooks at the same time, and I mean, you look oh, at yeah. it, yeah, you're like, this is like really weird. Like, how's this all cooking at the same time when you have the when you're actually making it? That's not the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. <coughs> oh man. Well, damn. The reason we have you on today is because you play guitar and choice to make and your guys's new record vicious existence dropped today i'm really oh, excited yeah. uh that it came out great record i definitely oh, thanks dude yeah I, I definitely dig the whole thing and i'm like diehard supporter of you guys so i, I always want to you know <laughs> give you guys a uh, you know, chance to shine. So I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about it today. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's like midday. How do you feel like the response has been so far? It's been really cool. Like, um, this is honestly one of the first, like, music releases I've ever been, like, involved with where a lot of people that I didn't know listened to it and, like, checked it out. Mm-hmm. And, like, a fair amount of, like, blogs and stuff did reviews of it and it was really cool to hear like other people's perspective of how it sounded because like obviously there's that like idealized vision in my head of like how it sounds but then having someone that I've never met before telling me what they think like that's so cool and it's like a really awesome opportunity and experience and stuff so I love it it's been great too I've been banging the choice to make drum for a while and Obviously, you guys are like a newer band and people sometimes take it takes a while for it to catch people's ear. And I I know in my circle of friends, uh, a lot of people were not really in tune, but they caught your guys' set at FYA and they were like super stoked on how you guys sounded and definitely became bigger fans after that. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah it was, it was awesome I, got, I was stoked for them to finally and even for myself to finally be able to see you guys live i i thought it was like Dude, a yeah. experience yeah it was so sick seeing you guys there that was fun chilling and stuff yeah i i, I was telling ross because he, he was on the podcast earlier i was telling him yeah. that i was really excited at, at how nice and friendly you guys were mm-hmm yeah yeah, we're all kind of a bunch of sweethearts, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's, <hard. clears throat> it's it's heavy music kind of, but we're all super nice people. I love sure. those guys. Yeah, and I I definitely love all the support from you guys out in your area, the SWB. Shout out to all that. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude, this is a great like area to live in for music and stuff. So, I'm always like proud to represent like Scranton Wilkes-Barre whenever I can you know yeah it's really cool and I always trip out because I'm like been such a fan of so many bands that have come out of that area and I've never been there oh dude yeah it's there's so much great music and it's funny too because when I was like a young kid like I was always like bummed living in like a small area thinking that there was nothing like coming out of there 
like anything to like recognize or whatever and then like once i hit like old enough to know about the local scene i was like damn i was i was wrong there's so much cool shit going on and at what age did you start getting into hardcore um i got into hardcore more so around like like sophomore year of high school but uh i was kind of raised into listening to like punk music and like ska music and stuff okay um so I, I've been into that kind of shit forever, but hardcore music, like, properly, I think I've only been into since, like, or not only, but I've been into since, like, sophomore year of high school. And how old are you now? I'm 24. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I think my first hardcore show I started, I think, was maybe, like, six, no, more like seven or eight years ago, probably. And how'd you find out about that show? Was it just like, were you on like a message board or friends at school? Uh, yeah. I mean, like when I was a freshman in high school, I became best friends with uh, my homie, Mike, uh, shout out to him. He started telling me about shows that were going on in the area. Cause like, I always loved like cool punk music and ska music. And I kind of knew about that scene in our area, but he was like really in tune with everything. So uh, anytime there was a cool show, he would like invite me to, it and we'd go together. And then I'm trying to remember what my first like proper hardcore show was. Um, it might've, I think it was the last Redwood show. Redwood was like a big venue in our area. Um, and the last show was like ceremony, United youth, tiger's jaw. And I can't remember who else. Wilkes-Barre Wolfpack. Maybe somebody else, but um, but yeah, that was like probably my first proper hardcore show. So props to Mike for inviting me to that. That's wild. <clears throat> Did you even know like what you're getting yourself into? Uh, a little bit. I had been to that venue before, but it was for like punk shows and like indie shows. So like uh, I saw like Big D and the Kids table there, which was like a really cool ska show. And uh, my friend's, like, like street punk band, uh, Stagnation, played that. So that was really cool. And then I saw, like, Anti-Flag there. And I saw one other show. One or two other shows, probably. Tiger Straw I saw there and uh, some others. But, but no, I, I didn't expect what was going to come from Ceremony. That was insane. That's awesome. And what year was that when you got to see Ceremony there? Ceremony? Um, that was fuck. That was my junior year of high school, and it was towards the end of it. So I'm going to say 2013 probably. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that wasn't my first hardcore show, but that was definitely like one of them. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, Title Fight, they played in Allentown. Actually, I think that's the show to go full circle where that whole white castle thing happened. Okay. Um, but they played this like nightclub in Allentown with dead end path and United youth. And that was probably my first hardcore show. And I think that was 2012, but Man. dude, yeah, that was awesome. Dude. I always get, uh, <laughs> like nostalgic when I ever title fight comes up. Oh dude. Same forever like my one of my favorite bands top top three with lifetime and probably one other band 
Yeah, I, I used to um, have a header on my like my Tumblr, and even when I started my website in the very beginning, like the header of my website, so it, it used to just say the last thing you'll forget. Oh, dude, classic. Dude. Love that. <laughs> yeah, that was just like me being <laughs> like, like a huge title fight fan, and I don't think anybody ever got it, um, but... I always thought it was like a cool oh, yeah. little thing. Oh, dude, yeah. Title fight forever, for sure. Oh, man. You ever listen to the Gnarlies? No, I, I've never heard of them. Dude, it's... I think it's pretty much all of them, um, like, towards the beginning of Title Fight or before. I forget which, but uh, my homie Kate is, like, from Wilkes-Barre, and she, like, grew up around that time, and, like, she made a me a mix CD, it had title fight and all that and then it had like the gnarlies at the end of it and i was like yo this shit is insane what is this and she was like oh it's essentially title fight before they were title fight or something and dude it's so cool it's just like cool like punk hardcore shit so shout out to the gnarlies because that shit is awesome shout out to the gnarlies (laughs) yeah that's wild i've never even heard of that Uh, now i'm really curious dude hell yeah i'll have to send you some songs after this because it's fucking sick yeah, I've only been to one ska show in my life. Oh, really? What was it? Well, um, I was in Portland. I was visiting a buddy, and we had this whole thing planned out. It was uh, I had the choice to either go sit cage side to watch Ronda Rousey defend her belt for the first time in Anaheim. Oh, shit. Or I could go spend like 10 days um, visiting my buddy who had just like recently at the time moved to Portland. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I was like, I was like, I've never been to Portland. Um, I'll see Ronda fight at some point. So I was like, all right, like, let me take the trip. So we had this whole thing planned out and he was supposed to have gotten like the whole time that I was there off. Um, and turns out he didn't and he had to like work like one day. So I was like, shit, this is like, whatever. And I was like, I'll just hang out at your house. Um, not a big deal. But his roommate, she was like, Hey, like, I don't want you to sit here bored. I'm going to a ska show tonight. If you want to come just to not be stuck here all day. I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't care. I'm like, I'll check it out. I've never been to a ska show before. So Sick. she was like obsessed with this band. They were called, uh, the slackers. Oh, dude, what? Yeah, I love that band. Yeah, so, like, um, we went to this venue in Portland, and anytime I bring it up, like, nobody's ever heard of it. This this venue, it was, like, in, like, the industrial part, I think, of Portland, maybe, but it was this place called, it was this place called uh, The Branx, B-R-A-N-X, and it was a pretty cool spot. I I remember I felt, I I felt so out of place, because, like, I, I just didn't, like, understand the culture, and I didn't know anybody there. Everybody was, like, dressed different. And I remember, oh, yeah, yeah I, I remember I, I saw this one guy, he was like walking <laughs> through the crowd and he was wearing a harm's way hoodie. So I like chased him down. <laughs> I was like, yo, like harm's way, like you're a hardcore kid. And, and he like looked at me like I was a weirdo. Cause I was just somebody he didn't recognize, like stopping him in the middle of the crowd, which I thought was like, you know, not that big of a deal, but he was like, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And he wasn't really into it, but Dude, uh, that's, that's like I don't know. That bums me out because it's like if you're at a show and you see someone who like you can relate to with anything and you bring that up to them, even if they're a stranger, like that's sick. I don't know. Like if I go somewhere and see someone wearing a hardcore shirt or punk shirt or whatever, I'm like just stoked to talk to them because I'm like, damn, dude, someone who's like into the same shit as me. That's sick. 
Yeah, that's <clears throat> literally me in Disneyland. Whenever I see anybody um, wearing like something that I'm a fan of, I'll, I'll, I'll most of the time just like wave them down, try to talk to them. Yeah, dude, that's the move. Honestly, are there a lot of punks that go to Disneyland? Uh, it used to be like a like a thing, but uh, lately, um, it, it's it's pretty rare for uh for me to see, just see them in the wild and like most of the time if like uh, i'll have friends going but yeah yeah it's, it's not as common as it used to be oh true dude i was bummed uh on that tour in january going down to fya we had an off day after fya was over and we were talking about like either going to miami or going to uh disney world or whatever disney world's in florida right yes okay yeah, and it didn't work out, and I've never been there, so like I totally missed out on that experience. So I'm gonna have to make a trip. Well, FYA, twenty twenty one, we can make it happen. Yo, I'm I'm down. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I definitely had like a bunch of people ask me um, if I was gonna go to Disney while I was down there, and uh, I wanted to stay like longer and uh do like a like a, a cool trip but yeah but i was kind of like pressed for time just because i <laughs> had work oh like you had to make it back on time to go to work and stuff yeah so <clears throat> couldn't Damn. couldn't uh get the whole time off but but it's all right uh, i was just happy to have made it down for the fest i, Dude, I yeah i i always um try to uh praise that experience because going down to that fest for the first time and uh just having a, a great time like everybody was like really nice i i can't think of anybody that i want to say anything bad about the venue oh, yeah, was great yeah. uh like literally like the only bad thing that happened was like um and i, I talked about this in the, uh, the other episode but uh was my buddy um evan who ended up in the hospital but that was like out of our hands oh yeah Damn, dude, I was actually going to ask you about that. Um, how's he feeling? How's he doing? Uh, he's doing good. Uh, he ended up staying like two days longer in Florida, if I remember correctly, but he's good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I saw him on Monday. Oh, nice. And he was looking all right, feeling okay? Yeah, yeah. All that good shit? Hell yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, I felt bad because it's like the biggest bummer. Like, I'm always like nervous to like go on trips that are far away from home in general uh -huh. so like the idea of like being that far away from home and something like that going wrong like getting sick or anything going wrong in general like it's just it's such a bummer so i'm glad he's doing good now though that's sick yeah like we were bummed for him just having to be in the hospital um but yeah we're just happy that he made it home okay for sure. Did he get to like see any cool bands before like he had to before he started getting sick or anything or? Yeah, he he caught the first day of the fest. Like um, he was there the whole day. Um, oh, the, sick. Yeah. And then we went to the, the after show <clears throat> and it, it happened like in the oh, middle dude. of the night, like of like going into the going into day two is when they took him to the hospital. Yeah, the first night's after show, that was, like, the one with, like, Firewalker and all that shit. Yeah, Firewalker, uh, Jackal. Results of Choice. Yeah. Dude, that was so much fun. Me and Ross were just, like, 
there was a couch there, so me and Ross grabbed the pillows and just started having a pillow fight in the middle of it. That sh- that shit was amazing. That was so cool. Result of Choice is one of the coolest bands going right now too. So that was sick. Yeah, they're awesome. <clears throat> they they Hell yeah, dude. They came out to California like last year. I think it was last year. Um, yeah, but it was cool. Nice. Where did they uh, play? Like, where did you get to see them? It was in L.A. somewhere. I can't remember which venue. I feel like um, there's been so many different venues in the past year in L.A. There hasn't been like the one stable one. So. Oh, word. <clears throat> I know Um, like Program Skate Shop is like the big one. I feel like like a lot of really cool shows happen there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah th- that one is uh, technic- technically in Orange County. Oh, yeah, that's my bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. What were like some of the cooler spots in LA? I know we played that when Warren went out there. I forget the name of the bar, but it was like this cool bar that was like had a crazy high ceiling and uh I don't know. That's I can't remember too much about it, but that was a pretty fun show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, oh the five star bar, I think. Yeah, five star bar. Yeah. They used to do, uh, I'm trying to think, like, there was this, this place, um, The Wreck. I'm not even sure if they still do shows there. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because most of the time, I, I <laughs> it's rare that I leave Orange County to go to a show. Um, cause, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, the majority of the time, uh, shows will hit Orange County. Um, but there will be times I'll, I'll make the trip to L.A. It's not that far. It's like with no traffic it's probably like 30 40 minutes just depending on where the show's at in la yeah yo traffic in la is insane as far as i saw i mean i was only there for like two or three days or so but dude that shit is no joke it's like comparable to new york traffic and that shit makes me insane yeah it, sometimes it's like unbearable like that's why like i, I try my best to stay out of there because it's just <clears throat> it's just so crazy I'll, I'll take you forever just to drive like one mile yeah dude like uh when we were there i was actually kind of bummed i mean it was really it was an awesome experience just to be in california for my first time ever um but we didn't really get to see too much of like la proper we went to long beach and like skated around and did some like fun stuff like that but i uh <clears throat> i remember ross wanted to hit up this harry potter cafe that was 20 minutes from where we were staying, uh-huh. but it was 20 minutes at like 2 a.m. When we looked it up the next morning because of traffic, it was like an hour and a half drive. That yeah. shit is nuts. Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy when you think about like how many people are actually in L.A. It's, it's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, dude. It's funny. I was like talking to my friend about it today, <clears throat> and I think... Uh, as far as like size goes, LA is one of like the biggest cities. New York is the most like overpopulated, but, uh, I think LA is still like up there. So it's not only like one of the biggest cities, but it's also like very populated for how huge it is. So it makes sense that traffic is unbearable. Harry Potter Potter cafe. Are, are, Are you into Harry Potter as well? Dude, Maybe now, like, it's funny, like, on that tour, Ross just kept talking about Harry Potter and, like, reading the books and stuff. And then in the van, like, we were going around, like, 
asking what each other's like, I guess, houses, I think it is like, uh, I'm a Hufflepuff, I guess. Okay. And then when they explained it to me, I was like, damn, that actually sounds sick. I'm going to have to read into this shit. So, <clears throat> so we'll see if I actually hop on the Harry Potter wagon, but as of now, not officially. So I don't okay. know, maybe someday you're, you're getting there. Yeah, I'm work, I'm working my way there, so we'll see. Okay, that's crazy. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Choice to make. I I saw that you guys got a announced to be on that Unity Barbecue in uh, Philly. Oh yeah, I'm super stoked about that. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I was uh, complimenting uh, Bob Wilson on the lineup because I, I really enjoyed the line last year i i thought he got like a really great crop of bands to play so i was like huh i'm curious oh, yeah. what the next one's gonna look like and i, I was looking at the mm-hmm. the flyer and I, I saw you guys on it i was like hell yeah this is like super awesome fuck yeah yeah dude last year's lineup was crazy i honestly <clears throat> i think i missed it but it was only because i was actually going to or no because osc was on a weekend with uh defeater and okay. defeater had a show in philly that night so i missed that unfortunately but i still got to go to a cool philly show that night but the lineup was fucking so sick last year and it's even i'm not not even cooler but equally cool in a different way this year so i'm so stoked for it it's gonna be awesome yeah and it's for a good cause yeah definitely definitely <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Bob because he sets up the coolest shows. Like uh, Warren's playing with Shark Attack in Philly okay. um, the day after the record release for Choice to Make. So that's going to be sick, and Shark Attack is amazing. So I'm stoked for that, too. Yeah, I, I, I think I have a buddy that plays in that band. In Shark Attack? Yeah. Damn, that's sick. Yeah. I, I met the singer once at a back to school jam and he was super chill, but I can't say I, I know any of those guys. Damn, who's your uh, friend? Uh his name's Dave. Shout out Dave. Uh he he's been wanting to come on the podcast. Like we're trying to schedule it, but it just never worked out because he's like I feel like he's always traveling and also he has a, a family. So oh, yeah. we just haven't really hammered out a, a date yet because we go to uh, Disney World together. We do like an annual trip. I have like a. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so like we have like a cool group of friends and I met him and I didn't even know that he uh, played music until like we started yeah, yeah. talking. I was like, oh, shit, you're you're <laughs> pretty heavily involved. So he's a really nice guy. <laughs> Shout out, Dave. Dude. Shout out, Dave. I believe it. Fucking Shark Attack's amazing and. Disney World's awesome. I hope to go there soon. I'm bummed that I haven't yet, but you know, it'll happen. Yeah. So, <clears throat> for sure. Uh, Warren, did you guys ever reschedule that show? Because uh, you guys were supposed to play with um, uh, Webwing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's uh, funny you mentioned that because the same weekend of the Choice to Make record release and the Shark Attack show in Philly. Uh, that Sunday we're playing with Webdwing because that's the rescheduled day. Okay. I don't know if they announced it yet, so maybe I said something that I shouldn't have, but I'm sure it's not a big deal. But yeah, that weekend uh, we're rescheduling for, I think. So 
dude web doing is so good so i'm excited for that too so that's yeah. gonna be a sick fucking weekend hell yeah those are like three awesome shows that you're gonna be a part of dude yeah even just to attend i'm stoked in general it's gonna be so much fun mm-hmm. so <laughs> I, i'm looking at the flyer for the cd release show for a choice to make did you ever do yeah. a, a colored version a colored version of the flyer yeah uh no it's just black and white um we're gonna do some screen printed posters so i didn't want to go too crazy with the amount of colors on it because uh the more colors the more it costs to screen print posters Mm -hmm. but um now we're hitting up chun as well um shout out him because he's been doing some of my favorite flyers since i started going to hardcore shows and uh so I think we're going to have screen printed versions of both posters. Um, so I'm super stoked on that, too. OK, yeah, because I like the flyer. I, I actually like pretty much like all the flyers that you've done as of. Oh, late. thanks. Man. Yeah. So I was just curious because I, I saw that. I was like, damn, that would definitely be cool if it was like full color. <laughs> I mean, I could do one. I could make it colored pretty easily. So, yeah, yeah, I'll. Maybe I'll if I have some time this weekend I'll make add some color and send you a copy or two and maybe post it and stuff. Yeah, I'd definitely be down to do that. Fuck yeah, man! I'm trying to think. You did a flyer recently, and I'm trying to find it. I can't uh, find it. It was for a show at the Hive, but I can't remember who was on it. Um, there's like a girl, okay. There's like a girl dancing on it. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Girl yeah. dancing. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the flyers I've done recently. I did. Oh wait, you know what? Um, was it the Blind Justice flyer? The is like Blind Justice, Strength for Reason, uh, Raw Life, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That one I can't officially take credit for because, to be honest, that's a Grateful Dead show flyer from like the 70s that i just like kind of repurposed and used for uh for that so so shout out the homie that made that fire <laughs> yeah whoever made that but, yeah. way back in the day yeah like fucking i'm not even gonna do the math but a long time ago <laughs> yeah so yeah i fucking love grateful dead art and like all that kind of shit mm-hmm. so um for that show i Instead of going the usual route and like sketching out a whole thing, I just kind of went for like a good like flyer rip kind of vibe. Yeah, and is that the normal process? You you do everything by hand? Yeah, usually. I mean, that's kind of the way I've always been doing it. Um, I honestly just not all right. Maybe not recently because I started going to school at like the community college in Wilkes-Barre for uh, graphic design and illustration and stuff. So I've always done flyers by hand, but just recently I've been able to like um, make them actually look like professional and kind of like more like uh, higher contrast and stuff using Photoshop. But yeah, I've always done flyers like by hand, like micron pens and, uh, and like pencils and stuff like that. Yeah. You did that, uh, flyer for the have heart show 
and it was it was the pre-show to Sand and Fury with Habhart rotting out abuse of power initiate and anxious. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah, dude. and I was at uh a, like one of my friends' house and he had a, a like like that flyer but it was like uh, printed. I'm, I'm not sure if it was screen printed or if it was just like you know just printed but it was blue. It was like a blue colorway and I was like, Man. oh yeah, yeah. I was like that. I was like that flyer looked so familiar and I was like looking at it. And I was like I was like. I, I was telling him, I was like, I know, I know who did that. And he's like, really? <laughs> and I, I pulled up your Instagram and I showed him. I was like, holy shit. It was just crazy because oh, I was yeah. just, it was just hanging on his wall. And I was like, that, <laughs> I was like, I, I, yeah. I was like, that's so familiar. And so I like looked up your Instagram and showed him. It was pretty funny. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yo, shout out uh, LA Hardcore on Instagram because uh, the homie hit me up to do that flyer. And like, I'd never met him before. I, I think I met him for the first time officially at FYA, but, um, dude, nicest fucking person ever, um, knows all the good, like food spots in both Miami and LA and, uh, hit me up to do that flyer, which was probably one of like the biggest honors ever for me doing art. So, yo, follow that shit on Instagram. Cause he's the sickest. Yeah. It was a really cool flyer and like a legendary show. Yeah, dude, I wish I I'm so bummed I missed out on all the Have Heart shows and they are probably one of the or a collection of the most important shows to happen in this decade or last decade rather, but still. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> How was it? It was it was strange for me because I had seen them when they were like an active band, so seeing them come to California multiple times, they would do like weekends at chain reaction. Um, and then I remember when they broke up, I was like, dang, that's crazy. Cause in my mind, I was like, that, that band was like, did a lot of cool things. And just to see them go out, I was like, this is crazy. Like I never imagined them just leaving. So yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. True. And then like a, uh, a whole decade passes and then they come back to do the string of shows I was just really curious how it was going to be. And it was just yeah. um, like kind of surreal just to see like the amount of like uh, people who like got into them after the like after the, the fact and just them yeah, yeah. playing at Sound and Fury, just seeing how massive it was and the kind of reaction they got. I was like, wow, this is awesome that they're still able to have this kind of impact after being gone for so long. Oh, for sure. And I bet it like also shows how quickly 10 years can go by, you know? dude yeah to think that i've been in hardcore for just like you know to see that amount of time pass it's just so crazy yeah dude it's nuts it's funny uh me and my friend mike that i was telling you about earlier we were like looking up shows in scranton and stuff that we had been to like and uh some of the ones that like i remember so well happened like like 12 years ago or something and I don't know, just to think that that much time can go by in, like, the blink of an eye is insane. And uh, the fact that awesome shows are still happening in the area is pretty big. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I feel like now that I'm older, like, time just moves, like, so much faster. Yeah, dude, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's such a bummer, but it's also makes you appreciate the shit you're doing right now, you know? Yeah, I've uh, over the, the last couple of years, I've, I've just kind of grown and just try to enjoy things a little more instead of taking like stuff for granted yeah yeah definitely i feel like 
<clears throat> when you're a kid, you have like, I don't know. I mean, not that life is so easy, but you have so little to worry about mm-hmm. that nothing's like that serious to you. But like, not that we're necessarily old dudes or anything, but like even just being like in our mid 20s or whatever, um, fucking having to deal with adult shit and stuff, you really appreciate the good stuff that you get to be a part of and do. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I always laugh when I'm at Disneyland and I see kids crying and I'm just like, wow, you're crying and you don't even realize how hard life can be. <laughs> yeah. You're just thinking like, damn, you don't know how good you have it. <laughs> yeah. But that's how it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's fine. I enjoy being able to provide for myself and do the things that I do. Because I remember being a kid, I was like, I can't wait to be an adult and just do whatever (laughs) I want. And now I'm just kind of like at that point where I'm like, okay, this is what I wanted as a kid. So let's just make the most of it. Yo, honestly, like, I agree 100%. Because when I was a kid, I used to like always be stoked to like grow up and be able to like go wherever I want and do whatever I want. And now that I'm an adult, I have to like pay bills and like deal with insurance shit and like all that like nonsense that adults have to do. And sometimes it gets annoying, but I also do really appreciate the ability to like travel whenever I want go where I mean, just literally, I don't know. As you get older, there's definitely a lot more opportunities and a lot more responsibility that makes life kind of fun, you know? So, yeah. Being a kid, I don't know. Life just goes by quick. Some deep shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was asking uh, Ross if he could live forever. Like, would he? Yo, that's a crazy question. That's sick. What was his answer? He said he would. He would? Yeah. Damn. Yo, that's true. I don't know. Dude, I'm stoked to hear that episode because Ross is the man and very interesting in the best way. So that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, and he, he honestly, you know, it's funny. He said the same thing about um, this episode. Yo, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's sick. Ross, what's up? I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to talk to him later and and uh, we'll chat about how we're both going to listen to each other's podcasts and and uh, and critique each other's opinions on stuff. So <laughs> you're um, I, I saw you posting about uh, going on tour. Are, are you filling in for one step closer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, so Grady's in school right now. Okay. And uh, he's pretty busy with like stuff like that, which is like super important. And uh, they just asked me to help out um, so that he can like get his like uh, school shit taken care of and stuff, and they can still play these cool shows and tours and stuff. <clears throat> so the Knuckle Puck tour, I'll be doing the whole thing, which I think is like six days. And then um, the European tour, I'll be on the whole trip, just hanging out. The first half, though, Grady will be there playing. And then, because he's on spring break at that point. Um, but then halfway through tour, he has to fly back early and do school stuff again. And then for the last couple of shows that he can't play, I'm going to fill in for those. And that's the turnstile tour? 
Yeah, which I'm crazy stoked about. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, awesome lineup. I, I, I like all the bands on the, the tour, and it, it's pretty Same. awesome that you guys get to get out there and uh, play some awesome shows. Hell yeah. And, and it's awesome, too, because uh, Gag and Lower Species uh, share members. Shout out Joey. Um, yeah, and we get to chill in Europe the whole fucking trip, and it's going to be amazing. And Glitterer's got Ned, so or is Ned, so that's going to be awesome. And Turnstile is literally a band I could watch every night for a year straight and not get tired of it. So that trip is going to be, like, dream-worthy. Yeah. So I was in Disneyland the other day. I, it was me and my buddy Garrett. We're standing in line for Indiana Jones, and I'm wearing a Turnstile Damn. time. Yeah, I was wearing a Turnstile time and space hoodie, and, like, somebody like tapped me on the shoulder and I, I turned around and it was like some random guy. He was like, yo, like sick hoodie. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, he was like stoked on the um, hoodie. And he asked me, he's like, yo, like when was the last time you saw turnstile? And I had to think about it. I was like, Holy shit. I was like, I haven't seen turnstile since they played Coachella fest. And Oh shit. They played Coachella. I mean, I, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, honestly, that was like the main reason why I went because I, I was just like, I can't miss that because like I was at like their first show in California and I wanted to be yeah. like there at like you know that big moment. But um, I was like tripping. I was like, dude, it's been a, pr- a like pretty long time because they have already announced like this year's Coachella, and I was like tripping out. I was like, I, I can't believe it already been that long since I've seen them. Yo, honestly, uh, dude, that's crazy. I actually didn't know that. I mean, not that. I've ever been to Coachella. Maybe I'll go someday. I don't know. But, dude, that's an experience from what I've seen, like, pictures and videos of. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a weird thing, especially since, like, I grew up, like, in the next city over from where the fest happens. So just to be inside uh, the polo grounds and seeing, like, hundreds of thousands of people showing up from all over the world to see these, like, big, like, acts, (laughs) it's just crazy to think that, like, it's so close to home. Dude, I believe it. That shit is nuts. It's funny, um in scranton it used to be in upstate new york but there's this like huge edm festival thing called camp bisco and uh i worked at the grocery store that was like closest to it this was like six years ago or something but dude like it was so huge and i would just see nonstop like all these crazy like hippie weird people like coming in not weird in a bad sense but in the best sense but yeah, they would just come in and you would just feel the energy, even though you were like so far, not far away from it, but just like not in it. Mm-hmm. And I could only imagine what it'd be like being anywhere near Coachella. Yeah, it was definitely like the whole city, um, like, well, the entire like Coachella Valley, when that fest is going on, like, you know, it's in town because like it brings in so many people. It's wild. Dude, that's nuts. That's so sick. I wish I could just even be around that kind of like energy and just see like people so stoked for music in that kind of way. That's an experience for sure. How was Turnstile set? It was awesome. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, I watched them from the stage just because I didn't want to go in the pit. I just wanted to go and just enjoy myself and not have to worry about 
being like in a big crowd. So yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. So I, I watched him from the stage and it was cool to see, uh, them play in front of like that many people and kids going off and singing along. Uh, it was definitely a, a cool experience. Dude, that's amazing. I believe it. Did you get to see title fight when they played? No, uh, unfortunately, uh, I was living in Orange County at the time. So I, I oh, like it. Okay. And at that time, I had like a different schedule than I do now. So it was just harder for me to get time off to get back home. True, true. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, how far of a drive is it from Orange County to uh, Coachella Valley or whatever? Uh, with no traffic, it's like like uh, you can do it in like just under like two hours. Yeah. With traffic, probably like 10 hours or something stupid like no, that. No, no, no. Uh, with traffic, uh, it'll, I, I drove from Palm Springs to Orange County a couple weeks ago on a Saturday afternoon. It took me like three hours. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not that's, terrible. Yeah, damn. Yeah, dude, I would, I would love to go to Coachella. I mean, just for the experience of it. My favorite thing ever is those memes where they take the Coachella flyer and uh, the one thing is just like, I can't even, I'm not even going to try because I can't do as well as like fuck Jerry or some meme page does with those like fake coach flyers. But that shit is hilarious. Yeah, they do. There's always like the bro cella. <laughs> yeah. The one is just like uh, Blink-182, except they play What's My Age Again on repeat for the whole set or something stupid like that. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it, it's always it. interesting to see the lineup because I feel like since I've uh, gone for like the first time, I, I think the first time I went was like in 2007, which is pretty crazy because the first year I went was the year um, Rage got back together and played. Oh, shit, dude, that's so sick. Yeah. So me and a couple friends and this is like uh, like this is like back in the day and this is when they were selling day passes to Coachella so like my friends and I we would just roll up and there's always like scalpers outside selling tickets um, yeah. like super cheap so I remember I got into the day Rage played for like $60 which was like nothing Yo, dude yeah I mean to see Rage at Coachella or something I, that's crazy cheap dude I'm stoked on that tour that they just announced this week dude I had a bunch of friends try to get tickets to the Arizona show and they all like took L's cause it sold out so fast. Yeah. I believe it. Like the second I saw that I was like, I'll try to get a ticket, but I'm not sure how much of an opportunity I'll have. Cause that shit will be one super expensive two sold out instantly. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Did, did you hear that rumor that like, uh, I think it was Half Heart. Uh, Zach, oh, I forget his last name, the singer of Rage Against the Machine. Um, but yeah, he was going to come up and sing like Burning Fight or something with Half Heart. No, I didn't at, hear that. Uh, Sound of Fury. Did you hear about that? No, that's crazy. Dude, yeah, I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's real or whatever, but yeah, I heard uh, that was like super close to actually happening. And then something like last minute prevented it from actually going on. So that's a bummer. But just the idea that it could have happened is pretty fucking nuts. 
Yeah, I feel like Inside Out's like one of those bands that people like want to get back together and do like a reunion show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's cool when like a band genuinely wants to get back together and you watch them like do it and they're genuinely into it as opposed to like, I don't know, a band that would like come back just for the money or whatever. Because like when a band genuinely feels that it's time to like come back, even just for a tour or show or whatever, you can tell they're like, their hearts into it and that they're like into it in the sense that like everyone's going to have fun and it's going to be like a big deal. So, so that shit's going to be amazing no matter where you see them. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a good time, but I'm just curious if that's something that, that they would want to do. Oh, like you're not sure if they like did it like willingly or if it was like kind of not forced, but kind of motivated by something else. Yeah true yeah i don't know i don't know they seem like the kind of band that's pretty like motivated in their beliefs and stuff so i'd like to think that they did it genuinely but i have no fucking clue yeah Yeah. so going back to vicious existence i'm trying to decide like what my favorite song is off the record and it's like a a, a toss-up between uh 59 or who decides oh hell yeah yeah i love i love all the songs so i can't really (laughs) can't really say but hell yeah those are two awesome songs yeah and now that you guys have uh the new record you guys have the promo and then the demo i'm like really curious like how your guys' set list will be like at uh oh just like in general or yeah just going forward since you guys have so many more tracks now uh i i don't know i mean it's funny because uh we were like talking about like what our set will be in general like on the way down in january um we were picking which songs that we should play based on the fact that no one had heard any of the EP songs. Mm-hmm. So primarily we played uh, the first song off of the EP and Vicious Existence. Um, we played 59 once or twice. I think we played it in Atlanta and maybe New Jersey. But um, yeah, we mostly stuck to the first song and uh, Vicious Existence. But now that the EP's out, we're probably going to play most mostly the EP and then uh, whatever like earlier songs we're in love with, but um, which is pretty much all of them, but we'll have to pick that out. <clears throat> but I'm honestly not sure. I don't know. It'll probably be like different every time because that's the cool thing about seeing a band live is it's not supposed to be like cookie cutter sets. It's supposed to be like new experience every time you see them. So... So probably go down that route. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I I love seeing bands that have like a big discography and just like when they pull out like those like deep cuts that you know, and you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. Because it's just like stuff you don't like really get to hear that often. But w- when it does yeah. pop up, it's it's like a really cool moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dude. It's funny. Like um, anytime a band plays only new it, i mean i guess it really depends on the band that's playing but like there will be times when a band plays only new stuff and i'm bummed about it and then they'll play that one older song and i'm stoked and there will be times where like i love the band's whole discography so they could play whatever the fuck they want and i'm excited um 
But yeah, I don't know. I mean, all the older songs are like just as important to us as the new ones. So probably be a mixed bag every time. I remember I saw Newfound Glory and they had like this little like segment during their set. They brought out <laughs> yeah. like they brought out a wheel um, and they had. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. They, they, they had some girl come up on stage and spin the wheel. And there was just like a bunch of like different songs that it could have landed on. And yeah, and it landed on this um, older song, Boy Crazy. And I was like, holy shit, Dude. Like I haven't heard this in so long. And like everybody in the room went crazy and um, yeah and everybody was singing along and freaking out i was like dude this is so cool because like there's just like so many different songs <laughs> from like a bunch of different eras of newfound glory and the fact that it landed on yeah. like that one and that was like the one song that i really wanted to hear so the fact that it dude, landed yeah. on it and everybody like was hyped on it and they played it well i was like this is like such a cool thing dude that's amazing yo honestly um newfound glory when i was like as early as I can remember as being like a human, uh, my sister is about like six years older than me. So her and like all of her friends, which were like this group of like punk kids that lived within like a two block radius of our house. Um, they would just like constantly feed me like music to listen to. And it was like MXPX, newfound glory, um, AFI and like a bunch of shit like that. But newfound glory has been like, a band I've been listening to since I was in elementary school. So fucking I lo- love that. Band. Yeah, dude, that band's so awesome. I, I, I literally love everything that they've done. Hell yeah. yeah. Dude. Uh, oh, what's that one song? Sincerely me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that dude catchiest baseline in a song I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they just announced a new tour with uh symbol plan and uh knuckle puck oh really yeah a uh, full full us damn that's pretty nuts simple plan is another band i i definitely wasn't as into them as like the other bands that i heard when i was in elementary school but i remember that one video i think it was i'm just a kid or whatever but tony hawk was in it okay and it took place in a high school and tony hawk did like a board slide down the rail at the high school steps or something. I was like, Oh, that's so fucking cool. So shout out simple plan. Yeah. I saw them a couple years ago. They did like a 10 year, I think it was a 10 year anniversary for no pads, no helmets, just balls. And, and, <laughs> and, and like, I like that record and I didn't really know too much outside of that, but seeing them live and then uh, the singer talking about how the band never changed members. It was all original members. And the fact that they played the whole record and it was just like flawless. They sounded amazing live. I was like, this is like such a cool experience. Oh, hell yeah. I love it when a band can play music live as well as they can recorded. Love that shit. Yeah. Same here. Cause I'm just like, like it's like so cool to know that like you're like wow this is like how they actually sound and they just do it so well yeah 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 for sure honestly like the only bands that i can really that really stick out in my mind as being able to do that is uh super heaven and uh probably title fight and turnstile maybe i mean as far as i've seen live which like if a band sounds completely different live as they do recorded i'm still into that because like um 
like Culture Abuse is one of those bands where when you hear them recorded, it's a completely different experience from seeing them live. But like with Super Heaven in particular, I remember just being like amazed by the fact that they would like play a song and it would sound just like the record, but like 10 times louder and they were doing it right there. So that shit was cool. But yeah. I remember I went and saw this band, uh, Masked Intruder, and they played all their songs like way, like way faster than the recordings. And I was like, this is so crazy. And yeah, yeah, I, I was tripping out because they all wear ski masks for like the whole set. They never take them off. And the fact that they were playing yeah. their songs like way faster than the recordings and like they had a long set because they were um, pretty high up in the bill. So I was like tripping out. I was like, how can yeah. I keep this up? It's so crazy. Dude, for sure. Damn, they're like a fat wreck band or whatever, right? Like that no effects record label. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's funny. Like I went from like being a little kid listening to like pop punk and like skate punk to being like a middle schooler slash like high schooler listening to like only fat wreck bands like lag wagon and no effects and stuff to like wanting to be a crust punk for like my high school and like early out of high school experience and then like in the mix of that got into hardcore somehow so like i love the whole fat wreck discography and shit like all those bands are sick to me i love that shit yeah some cool bands on there hell yeah (laughs) dude shout out shout out fat wreck bands even though sometimes no effects really sucks as people (laughs) I saw them uh, a couple of years ago because I was uh, working um, at Warp Tour. I, I was doing merch for a band and we were set up like right by main stage and um, no effects played that year. And I'd never seen them before. So I was like, oh, I was like, I, I guess I'm about to see no effects. <laughs> it was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's that's nuts. Uh, that's one band I haven't seen yet or may never see. I'm not sure if they're still playing a lot. I don't really keep up with that band too much anymore, but. How was it? It was cool. Um, like since it was the main stage, there like there was always people there, so the, there was like a lot of people to see them, and they sounded cool. So, oh fuck yeah, yeah that that shit's sick. It just like feel like when you're a younger kid, like anything that's like fast, loud, and angry is cool. So, so no effects definitely fit into that like category of bands <clears throat> for me when I was like. Uh, middle schooler slash like early high schooler skating and stuff mm-hmm. yeah when I was in middle school I was like didn't really know a whole lot about music I was just like listening to like whatever was on TV so like a lot of like MTV uh, BET I used to watch like that 106 in Park uh, like oh music. yeah yeah, yeah it's like that, that countdown show um, and For it wasn't sure. until uh like uh, like eighth grade going into like my freshman year like um I, I started like learning how to go on the internet better and like finding music and then yeah eventually stumbled upon hardcore because of my sister and i was just off to the races from there oh hell yeah yo shout out older sisters that know good music because without them where would we be you know i have no idea (laughs) i'm like that's like a weird life for me probably if i never found out about hardcore because she showed me uh terror that was like the first band which was crazy it was also the first show that i ever went to so this is like back in like 2002 
yeah, yeah. yeah 2002 2003 <laughs> and i was like this sounds crazy then we we're like watching like old like um like everybody gets hurt like music videos and shit on the <laughs> internet yo and i was just like you ever bring that band up to nate i'm sorry i cut you off but that's fine. dude nate loves everybody gets hurt oh really i had no idea that's funny dude yeah, ask him about it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I'll I'll definitely mention it to him. But yeah, just like that kind of stuff, and me just like seeing the violence, but it just being like so crazy. And I was like, wow, like this like uh, appeals to me. So I was like, all right, like I'll, I'll start listening to this, and then just getting into stuff like through MySpace, and then like meeting like some people. Like it was like really, really rare to find people at my high school that knew about that. Like I was a freshman yeah. and the only kids um, that I knew that knew about hardcore were the seniors at the time. So I, I linked up with them, uh, which, was great because some of them drove and were able to take me to shows and they like, you know, put me on to some bands and that kind of helped me out a lot making friends with those older people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just weird. Like, yeah, if I didn't listen to hardcore and I was in high school, I don't even know. Like, like I don't think I, I would have had friends. Cause I remember there was a point in high school where I was hanging out with my older cousin cause he was like a year older than me. Um, but they were, uh, kind of just doing dumb stuff like like that would put me in like hot water and i was like oh, i was like i don't think i really want to be <laughs> friends with these people obviously like i love yeah. love my cousin but i was just like i don't really want to be around like the other people so i was like i gotta yeah, make yeah. friends um so True. I, I i like reached out to, uh, to, to these two guys it was in my math class I, I saw like one dude wearing like a dragon ball z t-shirt and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this i was like dude i was like all right i'm gonna talk to this kid if he's a dick and doesn't want to be my friend then i'm just gonna be a loner it's over uh but luckily yeah, yeah. I, I like reached out and like complimented the shirt and, and he, he was cool about it so like i had like my friends in like my grade and then eventually like i met the seniors like later on yeah dude it's uh it's like nuts because honestly um when you're young i feel like that extra step that you have to take to go to get to shows because now it's like we're adults we can just drive our cars wherever but when you're younger like just the like whole process of like oh shit we got to find a ride there we got to like find a way to get money to get into the show and doing all that it makes it such like a bigger deal when you're a kid and it's still a big deal now but um but dude being young and going to shows is such a cool thing and i feel like a lot of people take it for granted because it definitely is inconvenient but it's a cooler thing when you like finally get to the show and you're like damn all that work finally paid off we're here this is it you know i love yeah. shit like that I, I used to save up my lunch money. Like I, I used to skip eating lunch just so I could save up money to get to the show and then have money yeah. for uh, gas to pitch in and then either um, to buy merch or eat after the show. I, I'd have to pick between those two. <laughs> True. Dude. Yeah. When I was, um, when I was a little kid, it was cool. Cause my sister would take me to shows. She's about six years older than me. So when I was like eight years old or so, um, she was just going into high school. So uh, she would take me to shows uh, down by the high school, which is maybe like a five minute drive from us. And um, and I remember we saw like uh, this band, Bob and the Saggots, which was like a ska band, but it was all the members of the Menzingers before they came the Menzingers. And that shit was just like mind blowing to me as a little kid. 
And then once I hit like the age to go to shows on my own and stuff, um, me and my friends would skate like down. I think it was maybe like a 30 minute like skate from our houses to like the venue. But there's this cool place, the Vintage Theater in downtown Scranton and like Tiger's Jaw, the Menzingers, Captain were sinking would play there all the time. So like we'd have to make a point to like call each other and be like, yo, like I got my board. All right, you ready to go? And then we would meet up and then we would like skate down, like maybe grab some food at the mall and then like try to talk the door guy into letting us in for a little cheaper because we didn't have enough money or whatever. And dude, that shit, it's, it's such a big deal when you're a young kid, like going to their shows like that. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. The, the, that's crazy that you, you just showed up hoping the door guy would let you in. Yeah. I mean, usually it was just like, a dude that saw a bunch of little kids, not little kids, but like young high schoolers and stuff with skateboards trying to come see a cool band. And it was like a tiny venue. So they were usually super chill about it. And the show would be like eight, six, six to eight bucks anyway. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, all right, these kids only have $5, whatever. Let them in. That's wild. <clears throat> yeah. I love that shit. I miss skating to shows. What would you do with your skateboard once you got to the show? Uh, I don't know. We'd probably stash it like under like, I, I don't know, under a table or something if there was a table there or whatever. But usually everyone was nice enough that they wouldn't be stealing your shit in Scranton, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. When I was younger, like my mom didn't really understand like what hardcore was, you know, it's, it's hard to explain it to people who don't really understand or who don't really know about it, you know? Yeah. So all she saw was me not, and this is like, I'd be not coming home after school on a school day and I wouldn't get home until like three in the morning just because oh, I'm from, from like Palm Springs to get to the show. Like we'd have to drive out to uh, Orange County or the Inland Empire and that's, about two hours one way so like we would get to the show like around seven when the shows normally started and around 10 30 or 11 if we're lucky and then if we decided to eat that takes time and then after that we got a two-hour drive in front of us like oh yeah yeah and coming home so late like my mom would like freak out and i'd always get uh grounded (laughs) but i was like whatever i was like i'd much rather get grounded and not be able to do anything during the week just to make it to the show because that was like yeah it was always just like so important for me just to make it to the hardcore shows because when i was younger and even to this day i I was just like i I want to go see these bands live and experience it. And it just always like meant a lot to me just to get out to the gigs. So, uh, eventually when she realized that this wasn't just the phase, she kind of became a little more comfortable with it. And especially since I got a little older and I wasn't out there getting in trouble or getting murdered. Cause like, and, like from my mom's <laughs> point of view, she'd see Two these pretty like good things to not get involved yeah, in yeah. murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like from my mom's point of view, she'd be seeing her youngest kid getting, you know, picked up and dropped off by these like older tattooed guys. And she's like, what yeah. the hell? She, she just never really knew like what we were up to. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, never really got in any like any crazy trouble just going to shows just getting home late yeah that's the funny thing with shows is like for a parent it's like a nightmare because this kid is just going to like a place on a school night till like one o'clock in the morning with a bunch of like tattooed older crazy people 
But then in actuality, they're like actually doing better things than most other kids, you know, when you're in high school. Most other kids are getting up to no good. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely did a lot of dumb shit when I was in high school to get myself in trouble. But shows was on the lowest, lowest end of that list. Yeah. <clears> so. I, I remember I, I loved going to school the next day wearing like my fresh merch. Yeah, dude, that's a fucking amazing feeling, especially in high school. Yeah, but uh, it was so funny because in my high school, like seriously, like nobody even bat an eye what I was wearing because nobody understood it. To them, it was just like random oh, graphics yeah. on a t-shirt. But to me, I was like, no, like they, like you don't understand what I went through to get this shirt. Like I was in Anaheim <laughs> last night. I paid ten dollars for this t-shirt and I'm wearing it now. Yeah, dude, I fucking. I remember, I think it was my junior or senior year of high school, I filled in for uh, my one friend's band. They were playing a Philly basement show with hard stripes on a Sunday night. And uh, so we played it. They needed to fill in for guitar or whatever. So I helped them out and I played guitar and I was fucking, I felt insane just doing that. I was like, this is amazing. And then I got home late. And I slept in, so I was late to school. And, like, I walked in wearing the hard striped shirt. And I remember this kid being like, yo, why were you late to school? And I was like, yo, I played a crazy basement show in Philly last night. And he was like, I don't even know what that means, dude, but you're fucking up. And I was like, what? I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, you don't even know. That shit's sick. I was, like, so stoked, but nobody else got it. And it's kind of how it goes. But it's the best feeling. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely find myself, like, in class just thinking about the night before and thinking about how wild it was that just a few hours ago I was in this like crazy pit and now I'm just here sitting in this boring desk. <laughs> Yo, high school was an interesting experience to say the least. But yeah. thank God that's like in the far past. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even remember a whole lot of it. It, it just seems like so long ago. Yeah. You just kind of block it out of your mind, you know? <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah but hell yeah dude yeah i fucking i love that shit and i still do it's cool i try to like remind myself of what it felt like to do cool shit in high school like going to shows and skating around and shit with my friends and like i try to have that same kind of appreciation for when i'm doing that shit 10 years later you know yeah there's some crazy moments that i still am a part of like back in november i was in Orlando on vacation uh it was like late October early November uh, I was in Disney World and I wanted to go to the point of contact record release for commitment and I was like shit Tampa's not that far away so I oh yeah yeah so I, I skipped out on the last day of Disney to go to that show and I had one of my buddies who was driving down from Jacksonville pick me up on the way which was awesome of him and oh yeah yeah, and I remember the show ended, and my buddy wanted to go to downtown Tampa to eat with um, one of his friends. So I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I'm down to go," but it's like midnight, and I have, <laughs> and I was like, I have to be at the airport at 3 a.m. to catch my flight. So as long as we oh, can get me back shit. to Orlando, so I can get back to the airport, like it's totally chill. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. like, like we'll be fine. Like, like let's go." So like we went down there. 
And I was like a little like skeptical. I was like, shit. I was like, I really don't want to miss my flight. And I also didn't want to be that guy who was going to be like a fun hater. So I was trying. Oh, yeah. So I was trying not to show that I was worried about the time. <laughs> and um, we were walking around like downtown Tampa. And then we ended up at some like Mediterranean spot that was open pretty late. And we were sitting there and it's like about to hit one o'clock and it's like an hour to get back to Orlando from where we were at in Tampa. And I was like, shit, I was like, that's like, like little room for error. So I was like, shit. So yeah. I, I, I like told my friend, I'm like, yo, I was like, yo, I was like, I kind of want to leave, but like, I, I feel bad. Like asking <laughs> you to like, you know, to like go and he's like, no, I, well, like it's totally fine. Like I'll, I'll get you like back in time. So we yeah. like said, uh, our goodbyes and then we get in his car and it hits, um, or maybe it was two o'clock. Uh, it was either one or two o'clock, but um, it was like, you know, time moved on to like the new hour, but we didn't um, remember that it was the time change. So we. Um, oh, shit. So we gained an hour. So like this whole time I was stressing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this whole time I was stressing and like being worried about missing my flight and then ending our hangout early. We ended up gaining an hour so we're like shit now we're gonna get back yeah. like really early so i was like okay i was like i was like sorry about that but like i'm thank you so i remember getting <laughs> back he dropped me off in orlando and i got back to the resort where i was staying and i was scared because i had like so now i had an extra hour to wait until i had to go to the airport and i remember thinking i was like okay i was like i can't get comfortable because like i fall asleep like really easy i can fall asleep anywhere i just have to get comfortable yeah, yeah. like just a little bit if i can get a little bit comfortable i can fall asleep anywhere for sure and I, I remember i was like okay i'm not taking my shoes off i'm gonna keep like all the layers on even though it's hot in the resort i was just like i, I can't get get comfortable because like i'll pass out and miss my flight and hate my life so i i just remember sitting there i was like all right i'm not gonna do anything to get comfortable so i just sat there like, <laughs> like sweating my shoes on and just like hoping like time went by faster but luckily i, I yeah. made it to the airport on time well, that's good, dude. That shit. I don't. I don't fuck around with airports or aim airplanes or anything like that. Cause that shit's so strict. Where if you do the slightest thing wrong, you can miss your flight and be trapped wherever you're at. You know. Yeah, I was definitely worried about that because I didn't want to uh, spend another or spend a whole day at the airport trying to get home. I, I just wanted to get home when I was supposed to with no issues. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you got home all right, right? Yeah, yeah. 100% made it to the airport with plenty <laughs> of time. Good, good. That's sick. Yeah. But that was just oh, yeah. that was just one of those crazy stories where like I'm sitting <laughs> in the airport waiting to get on the airplane just ready to pass out cuz I was just so tired cuz I was just like, dude, I went to this show in Tampa, which is an hour and away, and I just haven't been to sleep. I've just been up the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yo, say, like airports and stuff and missing sleep all go hand in hand and it all kind of sucks, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm like more inclined now to do like an overnight flight just so I can sleep on the way to wherever I'm going and not really lose out on like too much productivity. Yeah, that's definitely the move, honestly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Hmm. Pretty exciting. Because I, I, yeah. I just love uh, waking up and I, I always get a little embarrassed because I tend to snore sometimes when I'm sleeping. So 
it's a, a little embarrassing like when i'm in a public space like on an airplane yeah yeah dude definitely honestly the whole experience of going to like airports and being on airplanes is terrifying to me i hate all of that shit when was the last time you were on an airplane uh the west coast tour okay. when we flew back from vegas mm. okay yeah it's wild do you guys uh i'm speaking about warren uh do you guys have anything lined up besides that web wing show well, yeah, there's that, and then the uh, Shark Attack show. There might be a couple shows I'm forgetting at the moment, um, but we're uh, writing a lot of music right now, working on an LP soon. Oh. I mean, maybe not soon, but, oh, you know, relatively. Okay. At some point, do you think it'll come out this year or maybe next year? Um, It's hard to say right now because uh, we're just in the beginning of writing it, so... I'm going to say maybe 2021 just to be safe. Okay. Nothing super solid, but it's definitely cool to hear that you guys are getting together and writing new stuff. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. I'm excited on it. Yeah. I was uh, actually messaged uh, Dan earlier t today because he, I saw him posting about the new choice to make re record. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Fun yeah I guy. love that dude. Yeah. He's fun dude. to uh, talk to. <laughs> Yeah, shout out Dan, shout out Pete, Butch, Ross, all the homies. Uh, one, you know, I'm just skipping all over the place right now, but uh, who did the artwork for the Choice to Make record? Yeah, that was Chris, um, Chris Wilson. Yo, he is the coolest fucking artist ever. He's insane. That's wild. I'm like looking at it right now. There's just like so much going on. Yeah, dude, he like that whole like pile of skulls or whatever um mm. that was all hand drawn i mean obviously like the whole thing was hand drawn but just the fact that he went that much into detail on it is amazing he like uh it's funny he's from I forget where he's originally from but he lived in new york for a while and uh now him and his girlfriend ashley live in kingston where ashley is from so uh he's at shows all the time in wilkes-barre and at the last show he handed nate the original artwork for it and dude that shit is so detailed and fucking amazing he killed it yeah that's wild i had no idea that it was all hand drawn i just like i, I guess in my mind I, I just assume everything is just done digitally so hearing that it's like hand drawn i'm like that's pretty awesome yeah dude that that shit is amazing he killed it and honestly it represents the record so well like it just kind of like the final ribbon on the package like he fucking tied it up made it look good and i don't know it's awesome i'm so stoked on it yeah i'm, I'm gonna ask nate to send me a picture of what the the original copy looks like so i'm curious like how big it is yeah honestly i forget how big it is but yeah have him send you a picture because it's so cool looking yeah i'll definitely reach out to him and try to get a hold of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yo, so, props them. Um, I, I know. Uh, so getting back to the bands, uh, I, I know you're, you're going to be busy like filling in. And I know One Step Closer has a lot of stuff on their plate. Um, do you think Choice to Make will have a busier year? Because I know you guys are playing the Unity Barbecue. And other than that, I'm not sure. Outside of the record release, I'm not really sure what else you guys have going on. Yeah, um, 
So we have some stuff planned. I'm not really sure what I could say for sure, though, because nothing. Dude, just announce The it. plans. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I 100% would be the first person to do that. Cause I am the worst at like keeping secrets or anything like that. But, um, but just cause like shit's not like finalized. So I don't want to be like, yo, yeah, we're doing this. And then a bunch of people are like, yo, I'm stoked for that. And then it doesn't happen. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Not that it won't, but I'm just saying. For sure. You, you want to wait until it's like, sure. yeah, you, you want to wait until it's like pretty solid and then make an announcement. Yeah, once once that shit is like set in stone for us, but it's not announced yet, I will I will definitely hit you up ASAP because I I'm always so excited that I can never keep it in. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we have we have some cool shit planned, some cool like tours and like shows and stuff that are in the works. So we definitely have a lot going on. Um, yeah, and Warren's got a lot of cool shit coming up and OSC. Now that I'm like in that band but just wilkes bear hardcore in general like we we all have a lot of crazy shit coming up and going on and all that stuff so so it'll be really fun yeah i i definitely enjoy <laughs> all the bands from your guys' scene i i think it's cool that uh, you guys have the hive i i always see like cool shows going on there i i'm always interested when i ever see you guys post those flyers oh yeah yeah dude the hive is awesome right now it's cool because uh <clears throat> since uh redwood i don't think we've had our own venue like we've had places to hold shows mm-hmm. but uh we haven't had a community run venue since redwood so it's uh awesome to have that place now and have a place where that we can call our own you know yeah and so it's cool to see um who's the guy uh feet first productions um oh yeah andy and jeff they're okay. on that shit. Yeah, I like seeing them when they go out and like get those like footage of the live bands. I'm like, okay, I think their take is pretty interesting. Yeah, dude. Um, much call it. Even when I was like uh, fresh out of high school or whatever, anytime that I would want to go do a show out of town, um, they would already be going to film it. So I would just like tag along with them. Uh, my first like big like road trip to go to a show was with those guys because they went to Wrecking Ball in Atlanta, I think like three years ago maybe. And uh, I tagged along with them for that, and that was amazing. That was uh, in Atlanta, so that was like a good 14-hour drive probably. That's a long drive. I, I think I've only done a drive like that once for hardcore, and that was like in 2000. Eight, if I remember correctly, like me and some friends, we drove from uh, Palm Springs to Orange County because we had to go pick up a buddy. And then from Orange County, we went all the way to Denver, Colorado. Oh, shit. How long of a drive was that? That was like a 16 hour drive. Jesus, dude, that shit's nuts. I mean, I I love road trips, but long drives sometimes can be a lot to handle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was just going crazy because... I I was did, like down to drive and I remember like when it was like my turn to drive like we hit black eyes and I was like yeah I was like I don't want to do this so I I just Oh no. Yeah. Luckily like nothing bad happened like we hit black eyes we we like you know did like a, a, a like a full 360 on the freeway on the freeway but luckily nobody was around. A full 360? Yeah, it was crazy. I I thought we were going to die. Dude. 
Oh my God. Yo, you know what's funny? Another thing, I was talking to my friend at work today about this too, and I'm terrified of flying in general, like being on airplanes, whatever. And I was like, just recently, since like I've been in cars and vans and whatever so often, I just recently started realizing that it genuinely is more terrifying and like genuinely dangerous to be in a car than an airplane. And it's shit like that. Cause like driving in the ice and snow and stuff is so bad. It's so dangerous. But you usually if you're driving those kind of conditions, it's for something that's worth it. So Yeah. And yeah. we were in like a Toyota Corolla. We we're like in a small car. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> Yo, shout out. That's my uh that's my car right now. Two thousand ten Toyota Corolla. So Yeah. Shout out Corollas. We were in like a yeah, I don't remember what year it was, but it was definitely like an older one because it was like back in the day. Yeah, um, but it was crazy. I remember I, I brought my laptop and I was like just like sitting in the back watching movies because like this is such a long drive. <laughs> yeah, that's the move sometimes bring in like some movies to pass the time. I just recently downloaded Netflix on my phone. So like when I'm on an airplane or in like a van like whatever when it's like real quiet nobody's like hanging out really and everyone's asleep like i can just watch a movie on my phone so i love that shit yeah that's pretty convenient like when i was flying home from fya i downloaded like the first half of that netflix show you oh it wait is that the one with um i forget his name but he uh he gets himself like duplicated or something or am I thinking of something else? No, that's uh, Paul Rudd, and you're thinking of uh, something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, Paul Rudd's the fucking man. But uh, you is the one with the stalker or something, right? Yes, the stalker. Dude, how is that? I heard so many good things. Uh, surprisingly, um, really good, because I was recommended the show by my buddy Garrett, I think. I think it was Garrett. And um, he was like, yo, like season two's out. I was like, I have no idea what the show is. I've never heard of it. And it was like <laughs> yeah. one of those things where like, like you're, you're not aware of something, but like as soon as like you become aware, like you see it everywhere. So, yeah. yeah so it was like all over like, you know, Instagram and Twitter. So all these people talking about it. And I was like, all right. I was like, I have a five, like I was like a five or six hour flight. And I was like, I'll check it out. So on the way home, yeah. I like watched the first five the first five episodes and like i was like hooked from the beginning i was like this is pretty interesting so i i liked it dude that's amazing i actually got to check that out because um this is probably like the sixth or seventh time someone told me to watch it or okay. like said something positive about it so i think i'm gonna finally have to do it i also have to finish a couple other netflix series that i'm in like the middle of right now yeah i'm like in one of those weird spots where like i'm like looking for something new to watch so i'm like asking around and looking for suggestions yeah um as far as tv or at least like netflix series and stuff goes not, nothing comes to mind well i mean end of the fucking world is one that i'm in the middle of right now and that's really good oh, so yeah. if you haven't watched that yet definitely watch it okay yeah i've never seen it so i'll definitely check it out Hell yeah. And also, uh, Sabrina, I forget what it's called because there's like multiple Sabrina series. Yes. But the Netflix one. Yes. Um, dude, it's like demonic as fuck. It's crazy. There's yeah. like demons and like 
crazy shit. I don't even know how to describe it, but I was super skeptical, like super skeptical at first. And uh, my friend Shane told me to watch it, so I did finally, and I was blown away. It's so good. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm in a group chat with some friends, and like the name of our group chat is the um, Sabrina Fan Club. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, Dude. it's great. Yo, shout out Sabrina Fan Club. That shit is sick. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Dude, hell yeah. Well. Caleb, I, I feel like this is like a good place to wrap things up. I feel like we've been going at it for a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's been great. Yeah, dude, I uh, appreciate everything that you're doing for your scene. Love the bands that you play in. It was great to meet you at FYA. I was like, seriously, I, I was so stoked. You guys were all so nice. Everybody in the um, in the crew. Um, so I, I really appreciate you guys. Totally, yeah, dude. And thank you so much for repping our area as much as you do. Dude, honestly, it was like I credit Nate. Like, for, like when I first had Nate on, um, like we didn't like know each other personally. Like, <laughs> like I just um, somebody gave me his Facebook. I shot him a message, and then uh, we linked up. And um, from the beginning, Nate's always been like super supportive, and I like wanted to always return that favor to him and he's just like a great guy. So shout out to Nate. Um, you know, big yeah, part shout of this. Out Nate. Yeah. Shout out Nate, uh, Nate Prosciutti strength for a reason. <laughs> 1240 records. Great guy. Choice to me. Choice yeah, to dude, make. he's the best. Yeah. So credit him. So, uh, and honestly, like everybody that I've talked to from your guys's um, area, great people. So I'll for do sure. it do it anytime so if there's anybody else out there um you know from your area you know any of the other members of one step closer warren choice to make i'm down let's do it yeah dude hit them all up because everybody in this area is a gem they're all amazing people and before we go is there anything you want to shout out or plug um i don't know i mean if you haven't listened to the new choice to make record yet check that out uh, check out the new Warren promo on Popwig. Shout out Flatspot. Shout out Popwig. Uh, OSC's got a promo tape coming out soon, so rep those homies because they're the best. And uh, yeah, dude, shout out Wilkes-Barre. All right. Well, there you guys have it. This has been another episode of the Jamie RK podcast. Always on top. <laughs>